Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Talks with Joe. I am so excited to be doing another episode for you guys. Um, Some of you, um, if you've been following me, then you know that I took a break last week, um, a very much needed mental health break. Um, On top of that, I've also been taking a break from social media. And every time I catch myself like being on um, an app for too long or scrolling for who knows how long, I try to stop myself because <laughs> I feel like I could be spending my time doing something more productive and something for me. And really all of that led me to spend a lot of time with myself, which I, for one, like, I don't mind that at all because I've grown to be comfortable being alone. And um, what I like about today's episode is that I interviewed um, someone. Her name is Annie, and I'm going to give her information at the end, but um, on quantum. And basically, uh, we talked a lot about bringing all parts of yourself to the table to really bring yourself to really achieve what you really want. And that's what I loved about this conversation. And there were some parts that were extremely mind blowing to me. And it's something that I really want to look more into. And I actually had some like, so many questions that I couldn't even you know, bring up at the time after like, after I was able to process the conversation, that's when I had more questions. So um, I hope you guys enjoy, enjoy today's episode. Um, Yeah. And if you do, please feel free to leave me a comment. And, you know, just send love. And I'm always sending you guys love. Thank you. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi everyone, this is Joanne and welcome to the Talks with Joe podcast. I have a special guest with me today and I believe she's so knowledgeable on so many things. So Annie, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Annie and Prima Martin. I'm a metaphysician. So I study the philosophy, the bridge, if you will, between science and spirituality. And my goal, well, one of my goals, many goals, one of my goals is to Uh, bring more scientific reasoning behind spiritual beliefs. So how do we bring science to things that we thought were mystical or spiritual gifts or, um, you know, in some cases, woo-woo and witchcraft and bring that back to show that it's really part of the brain that's capable of doing these things. Yeah, I think that's so amazing because um, when I started getting into this, I found out that a lot of the science um, stuff can explain it too. So yeah, that's just so wild to me. And then, um, yeah, so I specifically want to talk to you today about quantum healing and quantum deep work. I, for one, don't know anything about it. So can you tell us like what it is and um and why it's beneficial. Oh, this is like my favorite topic. Because um, <laughs> it's just such a world that we are not, we're not trained and taught about in this culture. And quantum work is when you step out of, we're sort of stepping out of the ego. 
Mm-hmm. And we're utilizing in the mind, body, spirit, mind, body, soul, uh, the, the trio, those three attributes that make the whole. So in certain religions, it might be Father, Son, Holy Ghost, or um, the physical body, the mind, and the biofield. Well, this, this energy force has been ignored in our culture for so long, and yet it holds all the master data to who we are. Mm. So one of my gifts is that I can step into someone's bio field and, and see it. So as it's sort of like when you have um, a doctor taking a telescope into the body to figure out what's going on, or you get an MRI imaging, I can go in and see the whole grid that surrounds the body, the invisible parts and see where there's like some wonky stuff. And then I can either use like a, uh, computer <laughs> jargon or you know like to go in and like where are the viruses where's some stuck energy where's uh why is this here when this belongs from an event that occurred 50 years ago and we can go in and we can clear it out of the body because what we don't realize is when we start adding these invisible things up mm-hmm. they carry their own weight yeah so, gaining a lot of weight from emotional issues and the physical is the manifestation of the emotional. Yes, yes. I, I have personal experience with that and everything, especially like learning about all my chakras. And I personally have like issues with my throat chakra, not being able to speak. So there was this one time around like over a year ago when I was getting out of my breakup, apparently I was losing my voice towards the end of that breakup. Like literally I could not speak. I was just coughing all the time and I literally lost my voice because I wasn't using it. So I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) That's so crazy. And so there's two different ways we can do it. We can do it two different ways. I do it. There's many ways to do it. Two different ways I do it is one is the person is consciously aware and standing in front of me and I'm scanning similar to how you might do a physical exam. Mm -hmm. Um, Or the other is in a somnambulistic state where we take the person into a hypnotic like state. It's still fully conscious or, you know, still having conversation, but the person is so relaxed that we're bypassing the ego and the amygdala and we're going under and we're speaking just to the soul. Wow. So it's kind of like hypnotherapy where you're talking to the subconscious. Is that similar? It's similar, but instead of talking to the subconscious mind, we're switching drivers completely. We're taking the mind out of the driver's seat of that vehicle, putting them in the past, putting it in the passenger seat, and we're letting the spirit, the energy force speak so exclusively on behalf of everyone in the car. Wow. Dang. Um, so how did you get into this? Like, how did you like discover your gifts? <laughs> uh, you, you know, I didn't pursue this. I didn't, I, I can very honestly tell you that if you had told me five years ago, this was the lane I would be in, I would have told you, you were mad and out of your mind. <laughs> that, why would I care about anatomy? Why would I care about neuroanatomy? Why would I care? Yeah. Spirituality? Like none of that was in my, in my, um, you know, that wasn't shining. That wasn't on my radar. That wasn't the path I was on. And then I went on a deployment and it just, it was a complete pivot to what I thought my life was about. And that whole deployment just pivoted because things started happening during the deployment that I couldn't explain. Mm. And, uh, you know, you ha- when you have voices in your head, 
and you're going in and out of Iraq. I was in and out of Iraq three times. Oh. You got to be full battle rattle. Like I've got my 240 rounds of ammo. I've got in my, um, in civilian terms, like the, the bulletproof vest, the bulletproof helmet, my M16, my um, rifle. And, and I'm hearing voices. So I knew I couldn't tell a mental health professional. I knew I couldn't tell a chaplain. I wasn't even sure really what was happening. I just knew that I was getting all this data coming at me and I didn't know what to do with it. So that was where it cracked open. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started seeing it get validated as time passed and I came back from my deployment. Um, you know, the layers started peeling back and the veil started getting thinner and I started having more and more gifts coming to me. And so I didn't choose this. I, you know, I, I say I, it chose me, but yeah, you know, some greater level. <laughs> That's not accurate. Yeah, it like pretty much like came out of the blue, like came out of nowhere. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, where I am now in just a very short period of time, I have, because I'm on the lane I'm supposed to be on, everything is moving fast. Like the train is just going at bullet. Mm-hmm. It's bullet speed. Wow. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I guess with my process, like sometimes we have to go through things, but for you, it kind of like came out of the blue for me. Like I had to go through something traumatic where I started listening to those voices a lot more because I do recognize those voices. And sometimes I'm just like, that is not my voice. I'm not that eloquent, you know? Yeah. Like, so wow, uh, that's profound. Yeah. I'm just like, you, you know, wow. it's good when it's really profound. <laughs> <laughs> so like um, going back to like the deep quantum work, like I was looking on your website, there's like different types, like Q H H T Q H N D Q E. Like, what does it all mean? <laughs> So quantum healing hypnosis technique was, was uh, created by Dolores Cannon, who, who has since passed away, but um, a, a huge foundation for the work I do. I, if I, I read every book I can get of hers because she was one of the founding uh, creators of this concept. So it, it it was a gift that came to her. She was a hypnotherapist Mm -hmm. and she started to find that people were recalling information that was outside of their timeline. And so, um, and, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of hypnotherapists that have this gift as well. Brian Weiss, um, a lot of, a lot of hypnotherapists from the seventies and eighties were starting to see people that had things that were beyond this lifetime. And so quantum healing hypnosis technique is a a specific technique to journey someone through that, that um, hypnotic state into the somnambulistic sleepwalking state so that the brain, the mind switches out of the driver's seat and the soul comes in and speaks and the soul Mm -hmm. will speak in terms of we, like we, we want Annie to be um, healthier. We want, we it's the greatest it's speaking on behalf of the greatest good for all of the attributes. Yeah. Um, and then when we look at quantum empowerment, the QE program, that's something that I developed because my natural energy is a high vibration. And so QHHT, I have to re I have to lower, relax my vibrational wave mm-hmm. to do QHHT, but QE we go in, it's, it's the similar 
road, but it has a different result. And that's where we can like really boost up someone's spiritual gifts. So if someone has the gift of intuition, when we do a QE session, it's cranking it up. It's opening up that window and letting all that energy really go at full speed, full throttle. Wow. Dang, this is so interesting. (laughs) So like um, going back to how you mentioned that there's uh, periods beyond this you know, life, I guess, like for the soul specifically. So that can relate a lot to like past lives, right? Like where we've been before and um, some healing that needs to be done in maybe in the past life that we brought onto this life. Yeah. If we look at time as being linear, it would be a past life. Mm -hmm. So, so our culture would refer to as past life. What it is, is another lifetime. Mm -hmm. And you know, we, we talk in terms of, oh, we carried it forward from another lifetime, but really time is not linear at the quantum level. It's simultaneous. So if, so, and this is going to get complex. And um, if we, if we are able to exist in multiple places at multiple times and we get shot in another plate, another dimension per se, we might develop an injury where the other facet of us experienced it. It doesn't belong to us, but when we come up the layers, we reunite to that, the whole, we're just an attribute of our whole. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when we go through, we can clear out, like people have phantom leg pains that have no, or uh, an absolute fear of being in ocean water with no story behind it. Yeah. Someone, um, I, I, I worked with someone who, afraid of being underwater, afraid of being underwater. And we go through the journey and we find that in another time, in another uh, experience, they had been shot by their friends in a boat and fell over the water and drowned. So their fear of being in the water was recalling that, that physiological response to an event that didn't occur in this lifetime. This is so wild. So like, saying that time is not linear so we can't need the term past life it's just like okay yes that exists but that was a different lifetime so if time doesn't exist like time is not linear that's mean our future selves somewhere in the future it exists yeah. in the same plane as now yeah Whoa. which mind-blowing. is mind-blowing right mind-blowing <laughs> but if you understand that if you can understand that that means that it's so much easier to go back and heal your inner child and so much easier to go to your future self for mentorship. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So like, think yeah. about how cool it would be if you could go to your future self and say, Hey, what should I know right now? What should I learn about right now that would help us in this timeline? And then you'll find that information on topics you weren't seeking find their way to you. So it's like meeting halfway with your future self. Like, how can I get to where you are? And if you knew what you went through in the past, can you go back and help yourself? Wow. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like uh, say, say something happened. So like very much back to the future, right? Do you remember back to the future, the movie? Yes, I love that movie. <laughs> right. And you know how, um, is, is it the end of the, I forget which one it is where he comes back and Michael J. Fox's, Fox's character 
um, thought that Doc was going to die because it was going to come back and they were going to shoot Doc. In the yes, yes, I remember and that. He, and he has the bulletproof vest? Yes. So he altered the he altered the future and the past at the same time. Oh my gosh. I'm like getting goosebumps. Goosebumps, right? It's, right? it's so wild. Yeah. So like if, you know, us now, if we know that the past and the future exists on the same plane, we could pretty much manifest what we want. Like it's easier, easier for us to get there or Way I'm, easier. Yeah. Way easier. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, this is probably like mind blowing to a lot of people. Cause it's just like to me right now. <laughs> so, um, so what kind of types of healing quantum healing practices could people do on themselves? Let's say they, let's say it's easier for, for us to manifest now. So what, like, let's say, for example, in the future, I want to start a business and make a lot of money. And, you know, I'm nowhere near that right now. How can I take the steps to get there? The first step, this is the first step of anything, is you can't manifest if you yourself are not in your own body in the present moment. Mm -hmm. If you're stuck, always thinking about the future, or always stuck in the past. It's like, um, if you need to be firmly balanced on, um, let's say like a, a teeter-totter of sorts, right? If you're leaning this way, you're not balanced. If you're leaning this way, you're not balanced. You got to be balanced before you make that manifestation wish. You have to be mm-hmm. in the present moment. Yes. Grounded. If you're not grounded, no matter how many times you say a mantra, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You got to, you have to be firmly in your body. Mind, body, spirit have to be like, yep, we're all here. We're all sitting at the table. What would you like? Yeah. So pretty much getting in alignment with all parts of yourself, all parts of yourself, especially the ego, because the ego (laughs) will either anchor forward or anchor back. And if the ego is not at the table, when the other attributes are trying to have a a team meeting, yeah, (laughs) right. There's no quorum. You gotta, you gotta have everything. Everyone has to have occupation at the table to make that vote yes and sometimes the ego they always have fear or anxiety they're like oh no i could sit this one out today i don't need to be there like no (laughs) no everyone you have to be here it's an attribute meeting (laughs) yeah okay and then be like okay what do you want what do we want what is beneficial for all of us to get to that one goal that truly you know will be beneficial for all of us it makes us um leading our purpose, I guess. <laughs> and making sure that what we want is really what we want, right? Mm-hmm. So how many times, and I, I went through this myself, where how many people wish they, they're struggling with money, struggling, and they wish for a million dollars. But there's a part of them that's afraid of a million dollars. So they're wishing for a million dollars and they're afraid of it at the same time. And it keeps canceling. Mm-hmm. So what is the real reason for wishing for a million dollars? Oh, safety and security. Well, then we wish for safety and security. Mm. Money is, the money is not, go back to the emotion. What is the emotion? Yeah. The emotion will lead you to happiness, life purpose. That'll bring you the money. But if you just wish for the money, then you're going to take fear with it. 
Yeah. And then there's, I know there's a lot of people who've had like trauma regarding money, maybe growing up, like their parents telling them that, oh, there's never enough. Like, oh, this is not enough. We have to save it. We have to save it. We cannot spend it. So like the idea around money, like already like ingrained in us growing up is just something so negative when it could be something so beneficial. And, you know, money is energy too. Money is, money wants an intention. Yeah. And how many people grew up where I, I grew up this way, where my grandparents would always, my grandmother would say things like, oh, those big corporations, they don't, they're greedy. They, they just want the money, right? So now we've created this separation between where we are and the greedy rich people. Mm-hmm. Not, wow, if I were really wealthy, I would have more philanthropic efforts to support the world. Yeah. The language changes. And then when that language changes, the intention changes. And now we don't have a fear of being successful or wealthy. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, let me think of other questions because there's, I know there's a, like a lot around quantum work and I'm, just, you know, especially what you explained earlier, I got so excited about it. <laughs> the biofield, working in the biofield is my favorite thing. It is by far my favorite thing because it's, um, People, are, people ask me frequently, well, what will I come out of it? What will, what will I get if mm-hmm. we do this? And I can't guarantee that result. What I can guarantee is we're going to open up this box and we're going to start looking through it and figuring out what you have. Mm-hmm. That's the first step is, okay, what are the spiritual gifts? Where are the blocks? What are the things that are getting in the way? Well, you know, where are the kinks in the lines? Let's, let's open up this gift, expand it out, see what's in it, and then we'll build something with it. Yeah. And when we move things out of the way that never belonged in the first place, especially other people's guilt that we absorb, we start moving that out. Well, now that makes so much room in our biofield to fill it with other things that we want to. So, so when I'm working with clients and we're doing that, it's co-creating what people want for an outcome and we're coding that into the biofield. Oh, wow. It is so wild to watch people like, um, (laughs) And then I remember the first time you, um, we met, like we talked a lot about like the body and how the body feels in terms of like the way you speak to it. So like when you say, I think versus let's say I am, it's a whole different shift through your body. So I've been trying to teach myself a lot about what I say to myself because it's a completely different shift in how it feels in my body. And I do recognize that I'm more aware. So can you kind of um, explain that to a, a little bit more to our audience? Um, one of the, the first lessons when I'm doing linguistic training is that the universe doesn't understand don't. I don't ever want to be poor. I don't want to be in debt. So don't doesn't have a value. When we remove don't out of that statement, what do we have? I want to be poor. I want to be in debt. Yeah. So that's, that's what we get is this repetitive, repeated cycle because don't has no value. Wow. So here, so we'll do like a, an imagery, a visual thing. Imagine you're a little kid, you're like five years old and you were curious and you climbed a tree mm-hmm. and you got, and you're so excited and so proud of yourself that you climb this big tree by yourself and you're kind of up way halfway in this tree and the wind starts coming so you're swaying and you're not sure if you should be scared or if this is fun and you're looking around and you've got both of your parents on the ground watching and one parent says don't fall don't fall 
and the other one says, hold on tight. Do you feel how your body responds differently from don't fall to hold on tight? Yeah, don't fall. That sounds a lot of, that's a fear-based statement. So automatically I would be scared from that tree versus hold on. That makes me feel a sense of safety. Like, okay, I'm going to be safe if I hold on. And remember, the universe doesn't understand the word don't. So we have to think of that action before we can unthink that action. Mm -hmm. So don't fall is going to raise the probability that we do fall. Yeah. Versus hold on tight. And so when we change that language, we change the outcome. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And then um, one of the affirmations I've been telling myself a lot lately, because you know how people tend to say like, when something goes wrong, oh, nothing ever works out for me. Or like, and then um, I was shifted to say, oh, everything works out for me. So there's like an automatic like uplift there. Like, okay, that energy just shifted immediately, like just by me just changing that statement, you know? If we change to statements of curiosity, like what can I learn from this? Or you know, what is, where are we going with this? Mm-hmm. There's, there's more positive energy and that's the same as hold on tight. Like go in with curiosity mm-hmm. and ride it versus being afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, but I know there's like a lot of for, it's hard for a lot of people because so many people are scared of the unknown or of the uncertainty. And then just that just causes a lot of fear. So do you have any advice for people who are like, maybe, you know, are scared of the future or scared of like the uncertainty? Like, how can they align all the parts of themselves to really manifest what they want? What popped in my head uh, is more of how many things that we're afraid of, how many of those things really exist? Mm-hmm. That's a good Or how, how many of those things have we created in our head, right? Mm-hmm. Our, the reality comes from headquarters. And so if headquarters doesn't even use the word, the language, then there's a much greater chance that that outcome won't happen. Mm-hmm. So um, like an example would be if you believe that there's good and evil, then that means that every every opportunity you have is putting something in a box of either good or evil. Mm-hmm. But if you remove the boxes and you just say, okay, where on the spectrum are we? Is this, is this person high up on the spectrum? Where, there's a spectrum and everyone's somewhere on the spectrum. Okay, they're, they're kind of still learning this lesson, but they're advanced over here, right? Now we're humanizing things and we're giving people opportunities to have strengths and weaknesses at the same time, rather than having to fit in a good or bad box. Mm-hmm. And, um, and those little tweaks change how we also see our own learning path. Oh, did I really screw that up? I can't believe I screwed that up to, okay, what else can I learn from this? Yeah. I do this differently there's more curiosity in it so it's now you're no longer I suck versus I'm great it's okay I'm 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 somewhere on the spectrum and somehow I ended up down here Mm -hmm. what can I learn from this and how can I how can I leapfrog back up to where I want to go yeah that's great this kind of reminded me of like this math statement I heard on another podcast it's just like 
let's say you're really bad at math and then you're like failing every math test. Like instead of saying, oh, I'm so bad at math, um, I'm never going to be good at math. You can say, I'm getting better at math. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you know, that already shifts the statement. You don't have to say like, you're great and amazing at it. You could say, I'm getting better. So that already is progress and that already is growth. Yeah. And how we see math. So I see numbers and you would think, okay, what does math have to do with metaphysics? Mm -hmm. But math is metaphysics, right? Quantum physics. And so if we just change how we're looking at that very same thing, just turning it and looking at it differently, sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah. If you're really bad at math. Let's apply it to something you really love. And now we've tied, we've attached math to, to a love statement. Yeah. <laughs> and that changes our curiosity for learning it. Yeah. And then when you say that you're getting better, you're more willing to like put in the work versus like, let's say I'm not good at math. I'm never going to be good at math. You just give up and yeah. that's it. You're, of course, you're never going to get better. You're never going to be great because you just gave up. <laughs> you, you told yourself that story. Your ego is telling you that you're not, you're never going to get, be good at it. So, yeah. Yeah. Words have power. Thoughts have power. Words have power. Power, And the connections we make with those words and thoughts have power. Yeah. And then like the strongest thing is like when you become aware of like the words you're saying and the words you're saying to yourself, it becomes very powerful when you learn how to shift it. And that is something that I'm definitely learning this year to like shift my wording around where I speak in something that's more beneficial, more progressive and more confident, like overall. Yeah, pull back our power. We mm -hmm. think we in in our in this culture, there's so many things that tell us to seek third party validation, mm -hmm. like cosmetic companies and pharmaceuticals and all these things that are saying you don't know how to make a good decision. Let us make it for you, mm. and we give away our power when we start pulling back that power pulling back that power and and when that happens we start activating our internal generator like our energy generator mm -hmm. and we're operating more because we've got more of our energy back at headquarters it's yeah. not floated out to all these external sources we bring it back in we have such it, it creates such a difference in how we make smarter decisions yeah and I love how you say headquarters. I never thought about it like that. Like, yes, headquarters, me. Come back to me. Come home to me um, always first and go within and then see how you can show up. Like not looking for validation externally, but see validation in yourself and then show up to um, the world and how you can benefit everyone else. <laughs> yeah. When we, when we study money, so when I look at billionaires, Billionaires that didn't give away their money or they gave small pieces and then they, but they waited until they had a sufficient amount of money so that they had, could have a greater impact globally. Mm -hmm. Right. We look at like Warren Buffett and um, we look at um, Bill and Melinda Gates and mm -hmm. some of the, the, the multi-billionaires that we have in our culture, our, our community, when 
they waited till they had enough, they amassed a large enough fortune, they made a greater impact. Yeah. Their energy too is reserve our energy, reserve our energy, pull it all back, strengthen it. And then we have more to give. We're not working from a depleted space. Yeah. Yeah. That is very true. I always say that you have to fill up your cup first before you can fill up others. <laughs> and that's and energetically, that is, that goes back to being a math problem. Like you cannot give if you have nothing to give. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to wrap up here. So like, how can people find you and work with you? And then what do you offer? My website is one in Prima, O-N-E, uh, spelled out the word, the number one in Prima. Um, they can, all of my social media is at O-N-E dot in Prima, one in Prima. And um, reach out by email, by phone, text, social media, any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, going to my website would be the primary. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put everything in the show notes so they can find you easily. <laughs> and my suggestion is start with the biofield program. It's it. The program is designed to be a training program. I do all the work on the first session. The second session, it's 50, 50, where I'm showing people how to use their own energy. And on the third session, they are running the show. They're doing all the scanning. And I'm like a sports coach on the sidelines, critiquing and, and assisting, but they're doing all the work. Mm. That, is the, that is by far the most impactful program I have for people moving forward in life oh, is wow. the biofield training program. <laughs> so like through this program, I'm just curious about it too. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, so when you say like sports coaching on the side, so like they're pretty much like out there doing their own thing in their own life or like, um, what does the session like in- consist of? Well, the, f- the first session, I open up the bio field. I'm doing all the scanning. I'm doing all the, cl- I'm doing all the work and they're, they're standing consciously aware a couple feet from me mm-hmm. aware and they're feeling the energy moving through their body and they can feel all the shifts happening, but they don't have the tools yet to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. On the second session, I'm showing, so it's a slower, slower process, showing them how to do it. So the first one, I give them a fish. The second one, we're fishing together. And on the third, they're fishing and I'm showing them how to fish better. Ah. <laughs> because I want people to have, if they can take this program, this system and use it forward facing in their life, they're impacting themselves and everyone around them. And look how that ripple effect raises yeah. the vibration of communities. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, thank you, Annie. I'm going to put all that information in the show notes. Yeah. And then I learned a lot today about quantum because this is something I've always been curious about. So I am so grateful for you being on the show. <laughs> thank you so much. I, I, such an honor to be here. Thank yeah. you for inviting me. Wow, I'm not sure if you guys are as intrigued as I am after that conversation, but let me tell you, mind blown, right? (laughs) So yeah, so after this conversation, I actually had some follow-up questions for Annie, you know, after being able to process everything that we just discussed. So so I had this question for her. um, If our future self already exists on the same plane as our present self, 
does that mean there is only one future self or is there multiple future versions of ourselves based on the decision we make in the present? So the answer, as simply as we can put it, is that there are multiple future versions, quote unquote future, since it technically exists right now. Our future self is already in existence if you get rid of the idea of time and there are multiple and they're not always human and that is so crazy for me to think about and me thinking about our quote-unquote past selves um, these different lifetimes that we're living there are also multiple existing on the same plane as right now and they may not be human and that is just super crazy so I'm obviously intrigued. <laughs> so I hope you guys are too. And that's just like one might one tidbit that I want to add in here. So if you're interested in going deep down this rabbit hole, feel free to reach out to Annie, book a session with her and have your mind be blown basically. And um, to close, I wanted to also discuss my Reiki services. I am a Reiki practitioner, if you guys don't already know. And um, I'm, yeah, I'm offering my services now. So if you're interested in a Reiki session, um, feel free to contact me. Um, I recently actually had a Reiki session myself from somebody else. I usually do Reiki on myself, but from a different person, it's just, um, getting to hear different perspectives and all that. Um, I love it. And then like, you know, getting my energy cleared and especially spend been, I've been spending so much time with myself. I feel like after that session, I've been a lot more energized and willing to, um, you know, create more relationships, um, cultivate my existing relationships. And yeah, it's so many benefits to Reiki and then you guys can go check out my Reiki episode if you're curious about it but other than that if you're enjoying my podcast right now feel free to um, leave a review that helps other people find me um, yeah I would appreciate that very much and other than that thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you guys next time